Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including new issues of the comics and episodes of the TV show, and just, you know, everything that goes on in the Morphing Grid. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is... I'm not a space wizard, but I am very tall. It's Kevin. <laughs> Call All right. me. All right, kudos. Kudos. DMs are open. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good. Kudos on that yeah. one. Yeah, you know, uh, I, have, I have my moments. <laughs> we have uh, a f- couple of fun things to talk about this week. I think we've got mm-hmm, a pretty good episode mm-hmm. and a really interesting issue of the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we dive into things like we do every week, we want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world. Um, in the past, we've highlighted things like the Black Lives Matter movement um, and how that still needs support and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, highlighted the fact that there are constant attacks upon trans and human rights within the U.S. and we need to fight back against those. Um, and recently, with the attacks in uh, by the Israeli government against the Palestinian people, uh, mm-hmm. find a way that you can help. You know, whether that's donating time or money, joining in protests where you can safely. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with watching streams that generate revenue for nonprofits, or like even beginning the steps of educating yourself so you know how you can do something. Just find a way that you can help. Be a hero in your own way. Let's try to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, this week we will start with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one fourteen that released this past week. Uh, it is written mm-hmm. by Melissa Flores, illustrated by Simona Diagipolis, colored by Raul Angulo, with assistance by Jose Enrique Fernandez, and lettered by Ed Dukeshire. Mm-hmm. And the preview's description for this one is, As the hour grows darkest, the only hope for curing the grid and saving the Power Rangers from extinction is connecting to the very heart of the Morphin grid. But even though the Power Rangers are joined by the Hyperforce Rangers and another unexpected ally... Dark Spectre turns his attention to Tommy after doing the unthinkable to the White Ranger's friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of this issue, Kevin? I'm curious, since you just read it. <laughs> I Yeah, literally 10 minutes ago. Um, it's a lot. Like, it really... Like, we kind of had last issue to kind of be like a pause and breathe moment of sorts. Yes. And this issue is kind of picking everything back up. Um, it's definitely a strong fan service issue. Like, we see a lot of Rangers yes a lot of rangers um and yeah it's uh i think the art and everything the direction the story is taking i i really appreciated some of the like softer moments in this issue like when the rangers do get to breathe um but then also like the tense action of the issue is also really good as well so i think overall like this is kind of continuing the theme of like we it's it's a the story arc is really something where like we we have to hope they can win but like can they it it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, there's a lot of stacking the chips against the yeah. Rangers. Uh yeah, as there but... have been in every issue so far. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so like it's definitely a lot. Um and I, I am curious to see where things go. Yeah, and and I mean a lot of this issue too is just I think Melissa putting Rangers into like the cocktail shaker and shaking them up and seeing which ones come out together. Uh and just yeah. pairing up people in random and different ways. Because um, obviously, like, we get stuff at the beginning with uh, Adam and Rocky in kind of Dark Spectre's prisons with the various mm-hmm. rangers there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
probably my favorite moment, and this is like the messed up moment of the issue that I liked, was the Death Ranger and Kimberly. Uh, yeah. Because I was not sure that Kimberly was going to leave that moment with them. <laughs> I was uh, not sure either. Uh, and, I, and I like, it's also, it's playing... <sighs> Because, you know, Melissa set up last issue that the Death Ranger is starting to push against Dark Spectre and doesn't like that Dark Spectre has taken their soldiers for themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's kind of a fun, like, little kernel there of just, like, the the Death Ranger being like, well, I'm not listening to what he says. I'm going to go kill more people and take them for myself. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're also planting that seed with Mistress Vile as well. Like. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, like, I'm interested to see where that comes into a head, because obviously we, we've seen the comic explore in the past, like how Mistress Vile cor- corrupts people, but also like recruits them and keeps them loyal. Yeah, for sure. Which Dark Spectre just doesn't seem to care about. Like, Dark Spectre is more like, I'll make you submit to my will, while Mistress Vile has always been like, let's go for a walk. Well, let's, it's let's that thing of, it's that thing of like, it's what makes it's the fact that mistress vile still has that good or that humanity within her or what we call yeah. humanity that that ability to reach out yeah. to others that even though she would never yeah. acknowledge it it is a mm-hmm. thing that is kind of one of her strengths <laughs> um yeah. uh kind of put into real great focus by ryan and his run with go go power rangers i think he, he helped kind of like focus in on that um and I, and, and i agree i i, I like I think this issue just does a lot of th- things with like little moments. You know, we get stuff with like Kimberly and Matt. Um, mm-hmm. There's like the fun with like the Hyperforce Rangers getting to save the day against mm-hmm. uh, Finster's newest creation, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a lot of fun things with that. Um, I did like that we got the moment with Dark Specter and Tommy where they yeah. try to corrupt to the White Light, which I I, I because. I wasn't sure if they could or not. Like, yeah, I think that would have been the line, right? If they corrupt Tommy, it's like, well, you know, we're done. <laughs> Pack it up, yeah. boys. Well, um, I mean, my my thing was like, I was like, okay, evil Tommy again. Like, I, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that direction. Um, but I, I think it's interesting because we do the morphing grid and like the White Ranger energy is always like so, like the white light is always so talked up. But I, I think, did we see Alyssa get yes. corrupted? Yes. Okay, Alyssa, so that, that was going to be my thing was like, will, will they make the white, the white spectrum of the grid like special? But yeah, okay, so. Yeah, well, and I think that's that's a huge thing in fandom that always gets brought up. Like, I've, I've heard it on multiple podcasts where they're like, oh, but like that doesn't apply to all white rangers. And I'm like, yes, it doesn't. That is, I think, the, like the white light being yeah. uncorruptible, I think it's very specific to the white tiger powers like or the yeah, mighty morphin powers because i think they were made by zordon to be that way whereas the others are like made in sets with other teams that just that wasn't a function they were meant to have and like that's fine yeah. that can be a special yeah. thing that tommy has he has a lot of special things <laughs> he's tommy <laughs> um, he really does but I, and, and I, I, I don't know. I just I really like that because, again, like you said, it would have been so easy to be like, well, we've got evil Tommy now and now he's going to fight the Rangers. But I like it puts him in a more interesting position because now he's stuck there. The yeah. villains can't use him, but they can't really get rid of him either. So, like, what what happens yeah. to him now um, and how does yeah, he get out of that situation? Yeah, because that effectively that would turn him into, like, an icon for them to, like, rally against. So that's why they can't get rid of him. Yeah. 
but I, I, I do look forward to seeing, I, I thinking, I, you know me, I always think ahead and wonder what's going to happen. I have a feeling that Mistress Vile and Tommy are going to get some really good scenes together. Yeah. Like, I really do hope we get to see some of that. Cause I, I do think it would be interesting to see like her and Tommy, like get a chance to like talk and like. I, I have a feeling, if I had to guess the way the arc is going to go, I have a feeling that Tommy will be the one to kind of, like, wake Mistress Vile up and, like, kind of, like, maybe not, like, obviously she's not, he's not going to turn her good, but, like, make her wake up and realize, like, he's using you. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking, too, right now. It, you know, this yeah. whole arc has been about Mistress Vile, like, owning herself and not, like, bending to anyone and kind of creating her own self-image. I, I think it would be nice if Tommy kind of sits with her and is like, isn't it weird that you did all this and then immediately kneeled to someone else? Like, that feels like mm-hmm. a bad idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Feels like you maybe don't want to do that. So, yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that that's he's maybe her wake up call in an interesting way. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, one thing is, like, we, we don't really get that dynamic of Rita and Tommy explored, obviously, after, after Green with Evil. Like, we do sometimes, yeah. but, like... Like, and we kind of got, like, some of it when she came back with Zed, but, like, I, I think it would be a fun and interesting angle of, like, breaking down those two characters who have an intrinsic link to each other, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So. That would be really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about, uh, obviously, like, one of the big cliffhangers from last issue was the arrival of the Phantom Ranger into kind of everything that's yeah. going on. Um, I do love that immediately the Phantom Ranger's like, well, this all went to shit, didn't it? <laughs> He's just like, yeah. well, fuck. Um, well, but, and it's such a good payoff after Power Rangers Universe. Like, because yeah. this is, I think, yeah, this is the first time we've gotten to see him after we've gotten, like, his backstory and, like, everything. And, like, it, it, it's provided some really good moments for him. Yeah, and, and I think it it's, it's doing the work of tying that all in, because I think... So a lot of, especially when Power Rangers Universe happened, it felt like it was like, cool, this occurred, but it's now in this little corner that nothing has really ever touched it. So I do think a lot of like bringing him in and then bringing kind of the focus into what the good guys need to do is find the Morphin or the Emissaries. I think that's doing the work of tying Power Rangers Universe in. Uh, Yeah. I am curious how they'll try to square the circle of everything because, like, obviously the emissaries were not written with the original idea of them being those five characters or those six characters. So I'm curious yeah. how they will start to kind of work that and make that all work. Um, but mm-hmm. I am excited to have the emissaries back and obviously find out yeah. what some of them have been doing. Um, yeah. Obviously, we know because there's a one shot coming that uh, Ranger Slayer Ken will kind of be crucial to that in some way so i'm curious how that'll mm-hmm. all develop uh mm-hmm. but i am I, I do like this idea and i do like how kind of melissa's being able to fold that all in because i i like i said i think that's been so yeah. removed for so long even though it's only yeah. been a year that since universe is wrapped or has it been two? um not i think it's been a year and a half i want to say because okay. i mean i was still i was still in my last i was still in my last state whenever universe finished so Oh, uh, um, so it's, it's been it's been more than a year. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Melissa is the one that can really tie it together, and I'm excited to see how she does that. Um, and I think it, it was a. It, I think too, it was like really fun seeing like because you know we've gotten Phantom Ranger before in the past, but like this is like the first time he's actually actively acknowledging the Power Rangers universe stuff, and it's like him mentioning his friends and like 
the fact that he was looking for them, like the fact that he like he automatically knew like I need to find them. Yeah. And it, so. it's yeah i like that too and i think i'm hoping like again i i I think this will be the thing that finally kind of squares everything kind of been shaky as to how power rangers universe ties in um Mm -hmm. so we'll i i am excited to see where that kind of heads yeah i I do want to talk about kind of the final moment (laughs) in this issue Mm -hmm. which we Again, you know, this is comic book solicitation, spoil stuff in advance. We knew at least two of the characters that this was going to happen to. But at the end of this issue, uh, after the attempt to corrupt Tommy is a failure, we get to see the characters who have been corrupted. Um, And we've got Mm -hmm. Adam and Rocky. We've got uh, Mia from Samurai. We've got Kevin from Samurai. And then we've got Mm -hmm. Summer and Ziggy as well, who have all been corrupted. Mm -hmm by dark mm-hmm. specter yeah i mean um, at this point i think it's safe to assume that every ranger that was in the prison earlier is corrupted now yeah or at least will be at some point <laughs> right oh there was also jack from uh spd yeah. down there as well yep which is he was so fun. yeah um that which is interesting because it kind of ties in like obviously like where we're at um i i think one of the bigger implications that now i'm kind of thinking about is where is dr k yeah, I mean, where where is she? If if <laughs> RPM is down, where where is Doctor K? We need her. Like, but also like that would be really smart of like Melissa to take that piece off the board. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, she so, was kind of one of the things in Shattered Grid that helped with everything. So it'd be yeah. nice, it'd be interesting to take her. Yeah, I I so I'm curious. What do you think of the like corrupted Ranger suit looks? I think they look fine. I mean it. My thing is, like, as a story trope, like, while this arc is very good, I, I, I'm I going to go on record and say I like this arc a lot. It does use two tropes that I'm not the biggest fan of, which is brainwashing and zombies. Yeah. Like, it, the way they're doing it, it makes sense. Like, and when it's done well, I like it. Like, I just don't like it whenever, like, and it's funny because Power Rangers is the series where brainwashing is, like, one it, that happens almost every week. Um... But yeah, I just, I, it, I I think the corrupted suits make sense. I think they definitely add certain layers to it because it's supposed to make you feel unsettled. Like seeing that last page, like I felt unsettled. Um, Yeah. And I I think think seeing, yeah. I I think the thing that would help it is we need, what does being corrupted do to the person? What is the after effects of that? We need to see, and more than likely, I think Adam and Rocky will be the two characters that will find that out about. Like, unfortunately, we're not going to find out what happens to Summer and Ziggy after they've been corrupted. Um, We will find out, I think, and I'm curious as like how Melissa plays that because like that has to not only affect those two characters in this event, but I'm hoping will carry forward a little bit. Um, Maybe, but. Yeah, I, I I think that would help it a bit because like like you said, right now it is just kind of like oh it's brainwashing, oh it's zombies. It's like okay, what is what does this mean that they've been corrupted? How does this affect them? Yeah. Like, you know, and I, and I think they need to. I think we need to see more of what that does. And I and you know from solicitations from covers we've seen, we will see more of these. This isn't the last time we've seen these corrupted rangers. Right. Um, I, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Any last thoughts for one fourteen? 
Uh, no, I mean, it's a good issue. I think it definitely provides some interesting angles that it, it's setting up the, the bigger picture. Like, there's a lot happening in this issue. But I, like I said, I do think that we're going to start seeing some pieces move forward, including, obviously, like, with multiple characters. Um, so, yeah, it's a good issue. Sol- yeah. Solid issue, Melissa. Good job. Yep, I, I agree. And I and I like, I like yeah, again, this is a 12-month event so again we're not moving super fast this is like again just little baby steps forward but i think every step forward i think it gets more interesting i am curious when we'll start to see like everything really smash together because you know having corrupted rangers fight non-corrupted rangers and just see how that all goes down Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'll have to see and i from my understanding 115 apparently is going to be a big issue because it's what spawns the one shot that happens afterwards so yeah. We'll see what happens next month. But with yep. that said, we'll move on to our next episode, which is Power Rangers Cosmic Fury Season 30, Episode 3, Off Grid. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a story by Alwyn Dale and Becca Barnes with a teleplay by Steve McCleary and Alwyn Dale and directed by Michael Hurst. And the short description mm-hmm. for this one is stranded on a distant planet with no powers. The Cosmic Fury team scramble to figure out a way home while Earth suffers an invasion from enemy forces. Mm hmm. Um, I, I like this episode a lot. Uh, what did you think of this one, Kevin? I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. <laughs> in it's, a good way or a bad a way? <laughs> in a, in a good way. I mean, it's, um, it, <sighs> It's a good it's a good episode. I I liked it a lot. Um I I think one thing I really like about this episode overall is that it starts planting a lot of seeds for later in the series, I think. Yeah. Um while also simultaneously like letting like every character gets a chance to shine in this episode. Um and there's a lot to it. Like there's a lot in this episode alone, but like just really good character moments and like some really solid uh filmography as well. Yeah. Um I mean, rather than doing like a thick beat by beat, is there anything specific you want to like go to as far like a highlight for you for this episode? I think really for me, I really enjoy seeing Billy come to come into his own as a mentor role. Like he kind of yeah. at this point is like, okay, we have to like work together. Um, and I, I think it just really highlights like how how well of a mentor character Billy becomes and how easily David slides into that role. Like it. It's one of those things like I do wish this season could have been longer to get more of that because he just does a really good job of like supporting the Rangers. Like there's the scene at the beginning of the episode when like he's helping Javi string the guitar and like he's kind of like trying to help him realize like it's going to be okay. Um, Yeah. And then uh, also just the character moments that Billy gets in this episode, like him and Solon interacting with each other and like Solon being his translator for Fern. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed that moment because I was just like, oh, like... um, and I think too, like just some fun nods to like the fact that Billy Billy has made Zords before. He like understands the morphing grid. Like he definitely like isn't an expert, but like he he's always been very quick to think and like how he can save the day with like his brain. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, wonderful solo to Billy moments at the beginning of the episode, whatever Billy's like, after that I became a wolf ninja and so I'd be like, mm, that sounds yeah. like a downgrade from a dinosaur, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think like even little character moments like that and like nods to the greater continuity like do so much in the moment. Yeah. Um, and then I will say too, uh, one thing I really liked uh, with little nods was the fact that uh, Billy. Billy used a term that I didn't expect him to use, and it was a nice way to tie things together. Did you catch it? Mm-mm. 
when he was talking about using the Morphin Master Staff, he said, okay, we can use this to access the biofield. Huh. I didn't and notice then Sol- that. And then Solon translated and said, we can connect to the Morphin Grid. Interesting. No, when, that fir- when I first saw that, like, when this aired, like, the day of, I did a fist pump. I was like, okay. Like, because obviously it's a throwaway line, but my headcanon is that him and Dr. K have been consulting with each other. Yeah, and yeah, it makes sense. It's a nice little touch to that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. So I, I, yeah, I just think little things like that help tie things together. But yeah, that's, and we'll talk about one of the big moments later in here in a moment. I think. What, what's some big stuff that you enjoyed? I mean, I think one of the big moments through this is I think it, it's a, a keeping that kind of moment of Amelia stepping up as the leader, um, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Especially the moment between her and Ion throughout the episode, you know, there's the point at the beginning where she like tries to kind of like direct him, like direct his frustrations, like, well, okay, try cooking, try to relax. And when that doesn't work, she has the moment where like she just sits him down and talks to him and they have that heart to heart where she's like, look, I know you miss Ion, you're scared about him. I'm also worried about Ollie. And it's just, just like no nice moment between those two characters where they acknowledge their feelings and they kind of talk it out. Um, and I think yeah. both uh jordan and hunter did a great job with that um it's a really yeah. sweet and very like nice moment um <laughs> yeah uh, in power rangers a show that normally doesn't do a sit down and hey like let's have these characters actually talk about their emotions <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i really liked it um uh, i just it was is great and i think you know when we get to that moment later on when you know they get their powers and amelia first becomes the cosmic fury red ranger i think it really helps set that all up um especially from last yeah. episode to this one i think it does a great job of setting it all up yeah uh, yeah no i i agree i think it it's it's good payoff at the end yes and it's just, it's just, I, I again, I, I, I want to shout out that just, I think Jordan and Hunter, I think, you know, Jordan has a hard time with Ion or has a tough situation with how to play Ion because he has to play frustrated and be angry. And it's, you know, that can get very difficult to play. And I think he does a good job. And then I think when Hunter and him are sitting and just like expressing, I think they do a great job in that moment of connecting with each other. Uh, so mm-hmm. just really, really good work between the two of them. Yeah yeah uh, um no i agree uh, similarly i want to like uh call out uh you know izzy and ferns moments throughout the the episode uh because we kind of mm-hmm. put one issue to bed and start the beginning of another issue with the couple um because <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they have a nice moment of like acknowledging like izzy you know being like hey i was wrong i should have told you i shouldn't have kept it to you i was just trying to do this it's a nice moment mm-hmm. um and then Izzy immediately starts being a little overprotective of Fern. But I do like that in this episode, they're allowed to be a couple as much as Power Rangers allows them to be. Like, we almost get a kiss that gets interrupted. And then, you know, Izzy does kiss Fern on the cheek. And it's like, that's more than, like, some couples on this show got to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like just them being together in this episode a lot. Um, and then we get mm-hmm. the start of Fern kind of getting to exist in this world. Um, you know, like you said, with the scene between Solon and Billy, where she's like, what's a Morphin Master? What's this? You know, she gets to kind yeah. of be the audience character a little bit in those scenes, you know, especially if you've not seen Dino Fury or anything before this. Yeah, um, which I think is such a smart way of using that, like, for the character. But also, like, just the fact that, like, um, you know, ja- Jacqueline Joe, she does such a good job of playing Fern. And, like, 
just imagining like how it must feel for her to be like okay i'm gonna be like a recurrent like a one-off character to i'm a recurring character to oh i'm a main character to oh i'm a power ranger like yeah like i just i i think the one thing i'm really starting to appreciate is just the development that fern has gotten over the course of the last several seasons yeah and and it's and i think they do a great job of building her up as the show goes until we get to that very particular moment in a future episode i think it does a great job Mm -hmm. um I do want to kind of talk about, so I mean, like, the big plot point of this episode is, like, the fact the Rangers don't have powers, and kind of they're currently stranded. I mean, a lot of it's yeah. them trying to get communication, and all kinds of various things. Um, and what happens when they have to face a monster while uh, unable to morph? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do like that their, like, solution to it is, like, hey, we can still fight. Like, we're still able to do that, even if we can't morph. Um, yeah. I do like that the situation I... involves... Uh, uh, you're saying? Go ahead. No, I was gonna uh, say, I just I like that they used the the, the Chroma Fury sabers again one last time. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm glad you can still get those. That was kind of my thought too. I do like the fact that the monster in this episode comes from an egg, and it's like, wow, Power Rangers and eggs never mix as well in this show. They really don't. Um, and then I mean, like, obviously, like the the way they figure out to get rid of the monster is like not blowing it up, but like another way. Um. I do love one of my favorite lines is comes from this whole situation is whenever they're about to fight the like worm monster again and Javi's like, remember morphing? I miss morphing. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a good line. <laughs> it was. It was a, a lot it, of fun had at that kind of whole situation. Yeah. I think they, they played well yeah. with. I mean, honestly, like a lot of this reminded me of the um like the the fight scene of the Tengus on in the movie, like in Power Rangers yes. the movie. Like I really enjoyed that moment. I think it was like a nice, like obviously it wasn't intentional, but like just the similarities of that was really fun. Yeah, it it has similar aspects of it because they're stranded on a planet that they've never been to. There's kind of similar fun mm-hmm. things that they could do with that. I, I like it a lot as well. Um, I just it was it was a lot of fun that I think they had this episode with that, uh, and also just getting to film out in the middle of a desert. And and I think they do a great mm-hmm. job. You know, speaking of set stuff, I like the what they do with the base. Um, Because we get rooms we've never seen before (laughs) Um, with like the kitchen area and a couple other like lounge areas that apparently exist uh, that we just never saw. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I I think it makes sense given that we know like obviously we don't have certain sets available anymore. Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense that they did that. Um. I do kind of want to move on to a certain other scene between a mother and son. <laughs> um, yeah. Probably one of the best acted scenes with Kai Moya, I think. Um, yeah. If you ever want proof of like why I, he's actually a really good actor, I think the scene shows it. Um, yeah. Because there's just this great moment between the two of uh two characters between Lon and Ollie because you think oh Ollie was able to get away they're having this great heart to heart and then the wonderful knife twist of oh no he was just coming here to get information and now she's given it to him uh mm-hmm. and they love you mama bear just the way he delivers it this like sarcastic kind of way it's oh so good <laughs> yeah no it was really well done like the tension tension in that moment was also really enjoyable um again like i i'm not a fan of brainwashing as a tactic but i think when it's done well like it's it can be done well um i think this is a good example of it um and yeah, i think it's... Uh, shout out oh sorry go ahead oh 
because I was gonna say because it doesn't take away his agency as a character he's just given different ones <laughs> like I think yeah. the big thing about it is yeah this character is still acting and the way he is acting is causing more issues and causing like more distress which I think is the more interesting way to play the brainwashing trope um, yeah I agree yeah and and kudos to uh Dr. Akana's actress Siobhan um she did an amazing job of like emoting that scene like she I really wish that we could have had her on the ship as well like but obviously we can't we obviously couldn't have her for the whole season um and I just I don't know it was just really well done like just a lot of the nuances and subtlety was really really well done well and she plays the truth of the scene which is like the emotional Mm -hmm. truth of the scene like you're dealing with something ridiculous and kind of overblown but I think what I think that actress does so well in all the scenes she usually is she plays the kind of emotional truth thing is like you'd be a little confused by stuff you'd be really excited that your son's back and then be heartbroken when you find out no he's still mind controlled (laughs) yeah um and then we can talk about uh the scene on said ship (laughs) yeah uh i i you know i some people are probably gonna hate the humor of that moment but i do love the just exasperated old man zed is is funny um yeah it, <laughs> i i think it's i think it's great because like it and i i think we've talked about this off recording but like i love how this zed is like merging together the different like season two and season three eras like yeah yes yeah, zed, zed they're, they're showing zed is who he is like he's always been terrifying and petty and like humorous like he's always had those moments and i i, I think it's just a lot of fun seeing him like interact with the new the new kids and like how he reacts to those characters yes uh and also he's a character that hasn't been around for a while so things have changed in that sense yeah um i i do love too whenever uh squealy is like what but earth sucks and he's like yes i agree <laughs> yeah uh and then we get i mean obviously we get the tease from lord's end in this moment he's like there's a planet i've always wanted to conquer and we mm-hmm. know where that's heading um we also get set up what the current status of what's going on on earth as it's getting invaded um we get the hand wave kind of d- description of there is a force field around earth which doesn't allow rangers to summon zords or you know if they do it makes yeah. them mess up uh, uh we get a returning actor in uh commander shaw from beast morphers mm-hmm to kind of help with that and then we get a nice moment with jade and them uh jade and jayborg uh but poor san can't catch a break with jade <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, I really like this moment though because it also gives a chance for us to see like obviously the budget was not there for them to show ranger teams fighting like bringing back old yeah. costumes and doing all that but I, I think they did a good job of like at least establishing like hey earth is fighting back it's not just getting conquered like it you know, I, I think oftentimes when we have like comic book crossovers and comic book movies where they're like, okay, where's the other people at? Where's like, I, I think this is a good example of telling and not showing and how it can like at least set things up for where the arc is going. Yeah. And at least they acknowledged it and people can't complain about it. Well, what is this yeah. range team? Hey, they told you why they can't. Um, yeah. So the Rangers we have are the Rangers we have. Um, so I, I, it, again, it doesn't linger on it. It's not a huge plot point. It's literally just a moment that we get and then we move on yeah um but uh, that all kind of leaves the final moment of the episode which is uh Mm -hmm. after secluding away for a hot minute billy is able to create new morphers for the rangers 
Um, yeah. And of course, acknowledges, hey, he kept the dinosaur theme because classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts on the new morphers? Obviously, we've we've talked about them before. We've seen them for a while. What is your thoughts yeah. seeing them in action? I mean, I I think they make sense. They needed a toy to sell. They needed something simple. Um, obviously, they couldn't use the morphers from before, but like they also have it tie into like the orbs on the Zords. Um, I I definitely think that we all expected them to just like put the Qtama in, but instead they did their own thing, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're wrist morphers. They're gauntlets. Like yeah. And they are guns I, still. They are yeah. guns still. They do keep yeah. the gun aspect. Um, yeah. I do wish the cosmic orbs looked a little more like the Qtamas. Or that we got yeah. to see more of them. I, but I mean, with like 10 episodes, they, I don't think they had a ton of room to do it. Yeah. Because uh, they do reference that the cosmic orbs are supposed to act like the Dino Fury keys. So in theory, there should be other powers they would have. But I, yeah, obviously... I, yeah, I think it would have been fun if, like, they could have found a way to harness the Dino Key powers into the Cosmic Orbs. Like, that would have been yeah. neat. Um, but then that would also a- ask questions of, like, well, where's the armor? Where's this? Where's that? Like... Yeah. It would have caused more problems, I guess. And again, they had ten episodes. There's only so much they could do. Um, but then we get the morphing sequence. Uh, and there's a ton has been said about the sequence. Oh, it's too long. Oh, it's X. Oh, it's Y. Um, I do like the sequence. Uh, my biggest complaint is I do wish it had the awe that I think the Dino Fury morph had. I do like the Dino Fury morph more. Um, I mean, but I feel like these are seasoned rangers, so they, you know, they know what's up. Yeah, but we we'll get into it when another character gets to do it. But yeah, I yes. just I, there's just. I think the floating that they do in it doesn't quite work as well as I thought it would. I just, I yeah. think the thing with like, I, I, they could have done a similar concept with the like morphing grid coming over them still in a similar style to Dino Fury. I do get that they were trying to differentiate them, that they were trying yeah. to do something different. But I, I think the Dino Fury one was more successful for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I do like it. And I do think people are overly critical of it. And yeah, I agree. Like, in ways that I'm like, you wouldn't do this for another season. I think you're just doing it because it's the newest one. Yeah, um, and we've the, had longer more sequences. Yes, and more involved ones. I'm just like, guys, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> um, I, I, let, I think let, it... Let's not forget the samurai morph. <sighs> Can we forget it, though? Can we, Can we forget it? Um, <laughs> no, it's a part uh, of history. Uh, but then we get to nice show off of the weapons. You know, we get the tiger claws, the axe for uh, Dino- Cosmic Fury Black, and then we get the like Mosa cannon. Um, mm-hmm. all of those are cool. And we get the nice big moment wherever Amelia like realizes she's the Red Ranger. Um, and I do like yeah. the explanation that they give is like, hey, the Morphin Grid reacts to something inside you. Clearly, it sees that you are a leader. That's why it's chosen you. It's not. Mm-hmm. And they they tiptoe very carefully to make it that this isn't you replacing Zato. Yeah. And, and I, I don't... While it works in the show, I don't know that that's going to ever assuage fans who feel that way, and nor should it. <laughs> um, right, right. I, I, do, I do like that they at least kind of touch on that as like, hey, this isn't meant to be that way or meant to be taken that way um and then we get the you know kind of triumphant let's go save zato because they get the message from uh mick 
Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I, I really liked this episode. <laughs> and I think, yeah. you know, again, we talked about last time, the kind of breaking of Power Ranger formulas. Like, this one does it again in the sense of, like, there's a lot of this episode where there's not a Power Ranger. It's not till the end of the episode that we see one. Um, it's yeah. a lot of just people talking in a ship. Um, so... I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I really like it. And I think, again, like, this is, like, there are going to be highs and lows with this season. Um, and we'll talk about them as we go through. But I do think this is one of the higher kind of high points for me. Um, and I, I really yeah. enjoy kind of the the journey to get to the point where we get at the end of the episode. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's a solid episode overall. And I think it, it definitely, um, it highlights why this team is so good. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, why the writing team was so good with this season. Because, again, we get, like, we get all these little moments that I just really enjoy. And, like, we get, like, everyone gets a chance to really have fun and flush their characters out, I think, with this episode in particular. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and you know, it, it's only going to continue with the next uh, seven episodes that we get to discuss about the season. So mm-hmm. we definitely have got some fun times ahead to talk about. Uh, yeah. But with that said, that'll kind of wrap up our show for this week. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter at MayThePowerPod or on Blue Sky at MayThePowerPod.bsky.social. Or if you want to send us an email, you can email us at MayThePowerPod at gmail.com. Feel free to send mm-hmm. us comments, suggestions, topic ideas, critiques, or let us know if you're interested in coming on as a guest host. Uh, we're going to line up a couple for some future episodes of Cos- Cosmic Fury that we really want to talk about with others. Uh, but... Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on most social media at Thespis Punk. And where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on most social media under Bridge and T. Uh, and just before we head out, like we do each week, just really want to say thank you to you guys for listening, for joining us, getting to hear us gab about the stuff that we love to talk about. But mm-hmm. with that said, as always, may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you. you.